Hey everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Grace Podcast. It is so great to have you back. We have Wayne Taylor with us today. Um, Wayne is our co-senior pastor um, and we are so excited to have you with us on the podcast today, Wayne. Hello everybody. Um, you would have seen Wayne lately. He's been um, preaching quite a bit with our Asking for a Friend series. Um, so getting to know his face quite nicely and I'm sure it's a nice change from Skip and Tom. Um, we've now got the two better looking people of Grace Family Church doing a podcast. So Absolutely. that's always fun. <laughs> so um, when you started us off this Sunday um, with our new series, Memento Mori, um, Remember You Die, um, which can sound um, like quite a, a down and dampened kind of a, a topic for church, especially um, do you want to maybe just give us a little bit of a background um, and like what that means for you, Memento Mori? So Memento Mori is, remember you die in Latin. It's an ancient uh, practice on reflection on our mortality, which, which sounds, as you say, Kerry, very morbid, you know. Um, I'd hate to wake up every morning with the idea, hey, I might die today, you know, and that's not what it is. It's, a, it's rather a, a, a limiting of our days and I link it to Psalm 90, where the psalmist says, God, would you uh, um, help me to remember that my days are limited um, mm. so that I would use my days well? So the remember you die is not kind of a, a morbid, depressing thing, but rather uh, my time is limited uh, here on earth anyway. And so let's use my time well. Um, let's do the important things. Let, let, let me use my days on the things that matter and not uh, uh, waste days with all kinds of things that rob us of life. So Memento Mori for me is an exciting thing, actually. Um, teach us, God, to number our days, the psalmist says, so that we may uh, have hearts full of wisdom. So mm. essentially, that's what Memento Mori is. I like that, actually. That's the first time I've heard it explained that way as well. Yeah. Um, it makes much more sense that way as well, because I think it's it's trying to get us to remember to live in the moment for things. Hey? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm now a 57-year-old. So um, if I live to 80, I'm in, I've got more of my life behind me than I've got before me. And I yeah. must say, Kerry, for me, it sharpens things, you know. Um, what's important, you know, what are the really important things, uh, as mm -hmm. opposed to uh, trivializing with all kinds of other things, yeah. Yeah, it's very easy to get wrapped up in all the other things, I think, as well, that's the thing, so yeah. it's a good reminder. Yeah, and like exactly. you said, so you're wanting to live um, for what's around you, wanting to live for family and for loved ones, um, almost for wanting to make our days count by living for more than ourselves, living for others more than ourselves, um, yeah. you know, how, how has that worked out or how has that played out for you um, in your life so far? Well, I mean, I'm living for another little uh, human right now, which is my recent grandchild. So I've pestered all the staff with videos and with pictures. Uh, I promise to stop at some point. Um, <laughs> when he's 18. Yeah, when he's 18. <laughs> um, but Terry, I think um, there are two commands in Scripture, you know, which are beautiful, really. The one is, Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, uh, and love others as you love yourself, right? Mm. So the scripture has a high view of, of you as an individual and of me as an individual. In fact, I should love myself, right? 
Um, and so, so the, the call to live for others and not ourselves is not a denial of the need to love ourselves, to know who we are, why we are, um, to love ourselves with our flaws and our failings and with all of that, but to be gracious and loving towards me. Then there's another scripture that says, think more highly of others than you think of yourself. Right. So I, I hope you can see that. Here's an upward spiral. Love yourself. So think highly of yourself. And think of others more highly than you think of yourself. So this is just a constant upward spiral. And so I pray that the older I get, as I limit my days, as I remember I die, is that I, I, I think highly of me and I love me. Not blindly. I know what's going on in here. And then I think more highly of you, Kerry. And if you did the same, you thought highly of yourself and more highly of me, humanity goes up, right? Yeah. But if we think less of ourselves, and then I think less of you, that's a downward spiral. Mm. So I think the scriptures are saying, I live for others. But remember, you, you are also of great value. Mm. And so let's be upward in our spiral. So just the two of us, you think highly of me, uh, and I think highly of you. Mm. And, and, and you love yourself. And so therefore, we're, up. we're on our way up. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that, that's about living for others. And, and I love the upward spiral of Scripture. Right? Mm. Of course, there's deny yourself, pick up your cross. Um, uh, these are not denials of who I am and my yeah. value. It's a denial of my way of doing things my way as opposed to yours. So that's, that's the beautiful upward spiral of scripture, which mm. uh, sadly we look around us and so often people who are insecure about who they are want to pull other people down and so the spiral is downwards. Wouldn't it be beautiful if we just all went up? Yeah. I mean, isn't, isn't that kind of like what leads to racism, war, you know, um, inequality and gender and all those kind of things is because we think lesser than um, when it comes to the others and to ourselves. Well, on a grander scale right now, Kerry, um, uh, the, the, the Russian politicians are thinking less of Ukrainians. That's mm -hmm. why you would launch a bomb that you mm -hmm. would, would wreck people's lives that you will never meet, you know. Mm -hmm. And so you're thinking highly of us, Russia. We need to protect ourselves and we feel threatened, and so we bomb another place. Yeah, um, that's putting it in very simple terms, but but on a grander scale, that's what it is. We do it, we do it ourselves. You know? So I feel insecure. I, I'm not sure about who I am. So as long as I can pull everyone down around me, uh, I'll feel better. But what if we just said, "Hey, God, you love me. I love me, and I think highly of you." And mm. we're up. yeah. And, and what about those um, who are listening and who maybe are in a place of insecurity and, and sometimes it's, it's just in certain um, sectors of our lives and so there are just certain people that we do look down on or, or, or don't think of um, as, as higher than ourselves or more than ourselves, like you say. Um, yeah. that's, it's quite a tricky thing. I know I've gone through that in my own life as well where um, it's, it's, you know, we often talk about being in the box towards someone, <laughs> um, and it's quite hard to get out of that. Um, is, is there any kind of, um, maybe example that you've gone through with that and how you've worked through, um, 
when you've already felt a certain way towards someone and trying to see them in a better way and, and how we can maybe do that. Mm. Well, look, it's the old age old thing is, is uh, a walk a mile in someone's shoes. You know? So when we are looking down on someone, it's usually because we have some facts, you know, mm. but we don't have all the information. True. And, and so, so when you then try to, to climb into someone's shoes and walk a mile, in their shoes, um, then uh, the proximity of that helps you understand more deeply. So when Mark von Straten was at an airport and Mark was the founding pastor of Grace Family Church, he was in airport once and he just felt like he was in the presence of God because the people standing in the queue are all made in the image of God. And, and therefore, uh, uh, who is he to uh, uh, look down on them? So it's almost like, hey, everybody's made has carries the very mark of God on them. Mm. Um, and if we look long enough, we'll find that. So mm. I think it's walk a mile in someone's shoes. Uh, Aaron McElroy, the comedian, says, well, if you walk a mile in someone's shoes, um, you'll be a mile away from them and, <laughs> and, and they'll have no shoes. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> um, that's not the purpose of walking a mile in shoes. The purpose is, is climb into their shoes and, and, and understand, get more perspective. Mm -hmm. And I, very often, I, I mean, there are people that I have carry anger with, but I bet you if I just spend time with them in an open space where we're saying, um, I think highly of you, help me understand, mm -hmm. uh, uh, I would probably gain a perspective mm -hmm. and, and, and think more highly of them, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, it's proximity then. It's, 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 it's being close and, and, and getting more facts because yeah. we often know only a sliver of someone's life, you know, and, and then we make a, a, an assumption about it. Yeah. And that's a very brave and courageous thing to do to make ourselves vulnerable um, and go to someone and say, Hey, you know, this is um, something I feel um, towards yeah. you, <laughs> um, yeah. but I'd, I'd like to see it in a different way. And I think that's quite a difficult thing to do it's almost owning our feelings and owning um, where we're at in order to try and then mend something with the other person you know walk across yeah. the room so to say yeah it is risky and it's messy and it's human relationships and so I don't want to simplify it. Um, mm -hmm. I just think that if in my heart um, as I've said earlier you're going to have a high view of humanity not mm -hmm. a low view then you may take the risk to do what you say. You know, I think highly of you. I, there's more to you than what I've experienced of you. Yeah. And so I'm going to risk chatting with you. Now, I mean, there may be times when, uh, when someone causes us hurt and then, we've, then we have to put our own boundaries in. You know? um, and, 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 and that's a protection, really. Mm. So I don't know if this is, fits the, the time now, but the Henry Cloud... A wise, foolish, and a foolish, wise, and evil people. Um, uh, we think highly of them, but but there are uh, f uh, wise people that that you can talk to, and they will say, "Hey, I I, I didn't realize I hurt you. I didn't realize that I was uh, negative towards you. Um, I'm going to learn, and I'm going to do better." Mm. Foolish people and wise people you talk to. Foolish people, um, you tell them. Uh, you, you give them some feedback about how their life has impacted or behavior has impacted you. 
um, but they don't understand it, see it, and they don't change their behavior. Uh, to foolish people, you stop talking and you just put a consequence or a boundary. If you behave like that again, I think highly of you, but if you behave like that again, uh, this is going to be the consequence. You know, we're going to spend less time together or whatever. Mm. Um, and then uh, evil people, Henry Cloud says, foolish people hurt you, but they don't realize they hurt you. Mm. Wise people, uh, evil people hurt you and they intend to hurt you. And so Henry Cloud says, guns and lawyers then, you know. Um, and he doesn't mean guns and lawyers. He means <laughs> you must protect yourself because they wish to hurt you. They have an intention yeah. to hurt you. Now, you can still think highly of them, but you're going to protect yourself. Mm. And so for, for, for evil people, we, we make sure there's enough space between us so yes. that they can't hurt us, you know. Someone who wants to hurt you, you don't let them into your heart, you know. Mm. Someone hurts you repeatedly but don't realize they're hurting you. Well, you create a bit of space. There's a boundary. Mm. Wise people you talk to and, and you will have that upward journey, you know, where it's greater understanding, greater desire and the like. So mm. I, I hope that helps. I'm not oversimplifying things, but there's a sense in which uh, – uh, we're dealing all, and I am wise, foolish, and evil, right? Um, to someone else. So uh, I've got to ask, hey, am I hurting this person with intent? Mm. Uh, or am I just stupid and I've hurt them? Yeah. Or, or, uh, 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 or have we in discussion, I found understanding and I cease to hurt others. So while we deal with wise, foolish, and evil people, we ourselves are wise, foolish, and evil. And we should, we, should, we should watch what we do. Yeah. That's true. I, I think it's the balance of, of all of that together. Um, too much of one would be not a good thing and too much of the other. You know, thinking yeah. too high of ourselves and less of others and too high of others and less of ourselves, you know, um, which can also be a danger. Um, so I, I think I, it is wise. Yeah. And I think the remember you die here um, is not a call to to do better, achieve more, and, and gain more. It's a call to make sure our relationships are good. Mm. It's a call to say that make sure you're connected with God, you know. Mm. Remember you die. Yeah. Uh, make sure you're connected with your children. You know? Remember you die, you know. Um, I remember recently Michelle, Michelle, my wife, and myself, and my youngest daughter, Hannah, and Jacques, climbed on an airplane, right? And I always get a little bit of a twinge that we're 10,000 feet in the air um, and if something goes wrong. So suddenly I remembered we could die. In fact, I remembered four of us could die, which would leave uh, uh, Abby and Gareth, my oldest daughter, and my brand new grandchild mm -hmm. with nobody, with nobody, you know. And I suddenly felt what would they feel like? What would, mm -hmm. what would they feel like? Um, and, and it was quite a sobering moment, you know. And then you say, well, what was our last interaction? You know, would they have great memories to live on and feed on, you know? Mm. Now, it's a little sad here, uh, Kerry. It's a bit more morbid, you know. But you climb on a plane and in a way you remember you die, you know. Mm. Uh, you remember that this could go wrong, you know. Mm. Um, and so it was, was helpful to say, did we use our time well? So, yeah. I think the memento mori, remember you die, is not about achieving and gaining the world, but rather it's about 
what's your relationships like yeah so don't waste keeping, time keeping short accounts you know um yeah. the word tells us to do that to keep short accounts with people and to sort things out you know and and it is for a reason you know so things don't drag out unnecessarily and we can deal with things and others can deal with things so that like you say if if we if we're sitting there and we're thinking oh i'll deal with it you know next week and next week turns into next month and then before you know it you've lost that relationship altogether because you haven't kept a short account there yeah do you see my cat he's so cute (laughs) the coloring is amazing that like gingery color is like what i always try and go for with with my yeah. hair, so it's my spirit animal. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, sorry about the cat joining us. No, he's cute. He's um, reminding that you that you're alive. It's good. <laughs> exactly. Remember. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'd, I'd love to know, um, for those who need to keep short accounts, perhaps, and, and need, you know, maybe there's some relationships that need mending, and they're being reminded of that as, we, as we're talking through this series. Um, what is that maybe a practical next step that um, they can take towards um, towards that? Well, I think, so if you, if you buy the principle that I'm going to think more highly of another than I set myself, right? Then if I've hurt someone, then I should find the way to say sorry, right? Mm. If I've hurt someone and I know I've hurt someone, then take the risk to say sorry. And, and you're right, Kerry, you could say sorry, a very vulnerable place. And mm. people use it as an opportunity to lecture, to beat you, to, you know, so it's a risky thing. But to say sorry, because yeah. if I harden my heart or out of fear I don't apologize, um, then, then the thing is a stalemate, this tool. Right? Um, and, and, and if someone has hurt me, then if I think highly of them, I must find a way to forgive them. And I don't speak of forgiveness lightly, right? Because I don't know the pain people carry. Yeah. Um, and it's not often the first port of fall, but forgiveness is a process. We hurt, we hurt deeply. Sometimes we hate and we hate with a, a burning passion. Um, then we recognize that that burning is going to burn us up. The hate's going to cause us an illness. Um, and then we realize that, that, yeah, we, we're taking poison and hoping they will die uh, in the old way. Um, and so we turn to God and we say, God, you forgive us. Would you help us? And I think it's a miraculous thing. And there I would say forgiveness for deep personal hurt requires God's help. We say, God, you've forgiven us. Help us to do what you have done. Um, and, we, and then we, we offer this forgiveness. And I think forgiveness is circular. We may have to go round and round a few times. You've hurt me up. I'm consumed with anger and bitterness and hatred. I recognize it's going to kill me. I choose to forgive and I find myself free. But Mm -hmm. that might be uh, in the beginning and the hurt is fresh. It's a tight circle. I hurt, I hate, I try to forgive. No, that doesn't work. I hurt, I hate. And then eventually they're bigger circles. Uh, The time between where we're experiencing that anger and bitterness. But but I would say... um, uh, the biblical injunction is the prayer, Father, forgive as I have forgiven, as you have forgiven me. Yeah. Uh, uh, Father, forgive me as I forgive others, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's not a callous command. It's an invitation to find healing. And that's the process. Mm-hmm. So I think practically speaking, if we are going to think highly of others, then, then we're going to risk saying sorry, and we're going to risk forgiving 
And again, let me just add this caveat. Um, forgiveness doesn't require reconciliation all the time. 100% true. So you can forgive an evil person who's intending to hurt you. Finding yourself free. Mm. You're never going to bry with them. You know? You're never going to have a, 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 a sit around a fire. You know? Because they're dangerous to you. you know? yeah. But you've forgiven them and you find yourself free. Yeah. That's, that's a good thing. So again, remember you die. Memento Mori. Do you want to die bitter and twisted, angry and hateful? Or do you want to die uh, as someone who's kept short accounts, you've, you've forgiven, not necessarily reconciled, but you've forgiven and mm. you've... Uh, do you want to die with guilt, shame, because you've hurt others? Or do you want to die as one who has, has recognized your failings, has said sorry, uh, has either been forgiven or not by the person, but but you've, you've said sorry, and you again, you find yourself free. So I think this memento mori, limited not to your whole life, but to your relationships, which in a way is your whole life, um, and, and allow it to move you upwards. Mm. Feels like going down, but you're actually going up. That's exactly it, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think it's a, a really good reminder. Um, I think so often when we think about living for more than ourselves, we think we're having to get involved in making a difference and mission projects and things like that, which is great. There's, there's definitely the space for that. But it's yeah. the reminder that it's to live in harmony with those um, yeah. around us, you know? Absolutely. And, and ultimately speaking, when I said you spend your life on the things that matter. Yeah. I've quoted Bronnie Ware who writes a book and she spent time with the dying, you know. Uh, and the book uh, subtitle is uh, Learning the Lessons from the Daily Departed. Mm. And all of them, their, their top regrets, and she listed the regrets of those who were about to die. You know, it was imminent for them. They were terminal. Um, and they, they regretted that they hadn't spent more time with their, with, with their family. Uh, mm. They regretted that. Not that they had built an empire or, or whatever. It was, it was that, you know. Yeah, they regretted that they hadn't given themselves permission to have more fun. You know? True. Um, so, in a, in a way, uh, yeah, we, we can learn from those who've gone, mm. who have in their last days expressed themselves. Because when you're 20, the idea of remember you die, you're immortal at 20. Yeah, of course. That's why 20 year olds go to war, Kerry. Yeah. Because they're not going to get shot. They're 20, mm. you know? And sadly, they do. Um, but 56 year old, if you call me up to the army, uh, I'm, I'm going to find reasons why that's not a good idea. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because, Find any rock to hide under. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, crazy, crazy stuff, but, but, uh, Memento Mori helps you to, to focus on, and ultimately it's the relationship with God and with each other. Mm. And then if we think highly of one another, because God thinks highly of us. Mm. Um, God doesn't have a low view of us. In the beginning, he created, he said, it's very good. He has a high view of us. Yeah. And he's about getting us to live into that potential. Uh, that's what God's doing. Yeah. Exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah. Sure. Wayne, I've, I've really appreciated um, you taking the time to sit down with us. Um, I think it's some good and practical reminders um, that we need to take into our days and weeks ahead 
Um, I think COVID has been a great reminder to all of us as well yeah, to yes. of what matters. You know, we've we've been around um, times where we haven't been able to see family, and it's only been able to be digital. Um, yeah. And then, if you're in South Africa, you have load shedding, and even digital is out the question. You know? <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> so, it, it, I think it's quite pertinent um, at the time that we find ourselves, just to to remind ourselves to live in harmony. Um, yeah. with ourselves with God and, and with one another and um, to think highly of others um, I think is a great reminder so thank you so much I really appreciate it um, thank Thanks, you to everyone Gary. who's tuned in as well and thank hopefully you. we'll see you soon we know yeah it's good to you and, and you'll be better and I think highly of you Kerry I think so, and I think highly of you <laughs> and a nice upward spiral <laughs> exactly exactly and we're looking forward to on Thursday we um, are doing uh, 10 with Tom with you which will be one with Wayne, as you like to say. Yes, one with Wayne. It's not one minute, but it's connection. One with Connection one. of one. Like yeah. one with ourselves and one with others, one with Wayne. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Like Thanks for all you do. Have a great day. Thanks so much, you too, Wayne. Cheers. Cheers, bye.